Today's episode, you're in for a treat. If you are a busy mom, you've got children with different palates and taste buds, and you are a busy professional or female entrepreneur, and you're trying to manage your business as well as your nutrition habits, but you like you never got any time to really meal prep, then today's episode is for you. We meet one of my clients and we talk about how we work together on my eight-week nutrition coaching program and how she managed not only to build healthy nutrition habits for herself, but also for her whole family, including two young children with two completely different taste habits. Did I say that already? I think I did. But this episode is jam-packed. It's one of my most extended episodes, and I'm so glad that we can listen to it today. But also, before we go into it, if you are somebody that is struggling with meal prep, then I encourage you to head on over to the website and apply for my mini course, Mumpreneur Meal Prep Makeover Mini Course. So if you've been struggling with meal prep, struggle no more because this course will help you navigate the roadmap to your nutrition. Now, let's get into today's juicy episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of VA Nutrition Coaching, the podcast with me, your host, Verona, your qualified nutrition coach, your qualified personal trainer, and soon to be cognitive behavior therapist. This podcast is for you if you are that mum, wife, or sister friend, and now you're ready to finally lose those five, 10, or even 15 pounds and keep them off. And you want me in your corner as your coach to help you get there. We will rebuild your confidence, we'll tackle those toxic thoughts that hold you back and will put together your unique nutrition plan that doesn't have you on dangerously low calories, working out seven days a week of intense cardio, or have you feeling like you need to completely cut out all carbs, all the foods that you enjoy and just eat plain old bland chicken and broccoli. There's more to nutrition than just chicken and broccoli. And me as your coach, that's what I'm going to teach you to do. Now sit back and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome. Today's episode, I'm so excited because I've got one of my clients that I worked with and she's joined me on an eight-week nutrition coaching program and I'm so glad that she's here. She's going to tell us a little bit about her experience, what she liked, what she didn't like, what she found helpful and all of that good stuff and she's just going to be sharing. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, yeah. So I'm 36 and I'm a mum of two little terrors. No, I love them really. I work full full time, but I work full time hours across four days. So obviously longer days for me, very busy <laughs> with the two little ones and at work. I can imagine, I can imagine. So we're going to get straight into it. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions and just feel free to just share your how it is for you. Because I think being a mum and being busy, most of my clients when I work with them and most of the listeners on this podcast are in fact in the same situation. Our mums are busy and just trying to find the time to make healthy meals and just nutrition and cook with picky eaters and that includes your husband so it's just about just <laughs> tell me eat. about it <laughs> first question I've got for you is what made you decide to take up nutrition coaching? Well it's really because of the whole Covid situation really to be honest so I always thought that I was quite a fit and healthy person last when it all came out about last February March I got quite ill I'm pretty certain it was Covid but I don't know because we couldn't test then I got so ill and to be honest it kind of scared me and I thought to myself wow like I thought I was quite young fit and healthy and I, I was so sort of ill and it took me quite a few months to fully recover I just thought I need to work on building up my like my immunity and just building a healthier lifestyle really for for me and the whole family and because we'd sort of gone we slipped back into bad eating habits again since having the kids and me going back to work for maternity leave so it was just trying to build all that back up again when it comes to that thank you for sharing that I think obviously being in the situation 
situation that we're in now, we are in a pandemic and sometimes we're in lockdown. We've been in how many lockdowns already over in the UK? We're in the third one. And I think sometimes what can happen is when we're busy like that, we can just fall and default to routine is out the window because we're not doing what we normally do. The kids that being homeschooled, which now they're going back to school on Monday. And so it's just that, oh my gosh, this routine is all out the window. So an ad hoc question for you is how did you deal with that? When that was you, how did you, before you started nutrition coaching, how did you manage being so busy and dealing with all of that well to be honest as a mum as most mums do you just kind of get on with it don't you to be honest you just take each day as it comes I mean I've I was still I've still been working for about the whole pandemic anyway because my role both me and my husband are key workers so we've been working throughout so there has been a bit of that normality for us apart from when obviously we've had to isolate because of sickness and illnesses but otherwise yeah I think it was just like the knock-on effect of not being able to go out to the shops and stuff like that it was like I used to I always used to get weekly food shopping and because I couldn't do that I just got into a really bad habit and we just started stockpiling of like oven food <laughs> and that just became our habit so it was no longer eating healthy it was just oven food <laughs> would you say then that they were some of your challenges especially having felt like your body contracted covid but without being tested would you say that the oven food and just kind of not having routine were some of your challenges or just put it in your words really yeah definitely yeah I think obviously the whole covid and everything can be not very well my when I wasn't very well my husband had to cook and he's not the best to cook it ever he never knows what to cook and for him you know it's an effort just to make beans on toast the days that I work he's the one that normally has to cook for us so because I don't get home till literally dinner time and I'll pick up the kids so it's literally as soon as we walk through the door the kids need to eat because then we have to start their bedtime routine so that obviously with the whole COVID and everything and then when I was off for a while I was having to try and work from home so I think there was only it was only about six weeks worth but I had to try and work from home and do all like the cooking and then I was to be honest I was struggling because I was like I'm trying to think of three meals every day for me the kids and my husband and it's that was one of my major challenges because I felt like I was making the same foods all the time it's just like oh what's quick and easy because I'm trying to work in between and doing bits with the kids that was the hardest bit for me to be honest Hmm. So you, I'm going to take you a little bit back a, a minute because you, you did mention that you were unwell and you've also mentioned that, you know, it was a challenge for you, especially having to cook for the children yourself and working from home. So I, I can imagine the added pressures and challenges that brings because when we first started speaking about nutrition coaching. So yes. how did the challenge of not knowing what to cook, how did that affect your intolerances? I mean, I was always with jar foods and things like that. You, To be honest, when you're getting things from the store that is already sort of prepared for you you don't really tend to look at the ingredients do you so you just mm. sort of like well I, I don't <laughs> so I was just sort of buying them and getting things that were easy for my other half to make without realizing that a lot of the foods that are in these jar foods and in these oven foods were actually things that don't agree with me that are in my intolerances I mean I did get a DNA test done I mean I tried loads of different things you know I've tried the low FODMAP diet and things like that which made me even worse because I didn't realize a load of the stuff that they tell you to eat was a load of my intolerances so that just (laughs) made me go even worse so yeah for me 
actually cooking and making our own meals, I actually know what's going in it. So mm. I know that I'm avoiding the food that don't agree with me. Mm. Whereas when you're getting it from the shop, you don't. You just pick it up and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds nice. And you don't think about all the other extra bits or any e-numbers and things. I mean, I've got quite a few e-numbers that I can't have. And a lot of the jars, they don't have the e-numbers, but they've got the words written in it. But you don't look at that when you're generally buying it or you're doing it an order online. You just sort of get it without mm. really reading. I mean, that's the thing for me now. I'm, I'm always a bit more careful and cautious to try and stay clear of that but for me it's just sort of like trying to find something that worked for me and all the kids because I wanted something that all of us as a family could eat that was still nice and tasty without having to like penalize the rest of them because of my habits and at the same time I didn't want to have to cook two or three different meals to make everyone happy yeah I love that I love that and I, and I think if you're listening to Sarah's testimonial and you're like oh my gosh Sarah you are talking about me you're in my head right now you're living my life then I encourage you to fill up your tea fill up your coffee or fill up your water and continue listening because we get deeper into this story but I just wanted to let you know if you are somebody who was resonating with Sarah's story and you need some accountability and some one-to-one coaching then I have opened up some coaching spots for my nutrition program for the month of March and April and all you need to do is head on over to the website www.banutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash coaching you will see different options that you can select to work with me as your coach on my 12-week nutrition coaching program now I hope your coffee is refilled I hope your tea is refilled let's get back into hearing the rest of Sarah's story stuff that we discussed when we were working together was key for you literally is one of the things that stood out to me when you can't when we started working together is that whole thing where you don't want to be cooking several different meals for you for your children for your husband and all of that stuff and I, and I like that and it's, it's some some families don't do that some families kind of get the opposite where their family is not supporting them they get discouraged and it's like you know what let's just eat what they're eating and, and etc but you're on the opposite so we've talked about the challenges and one of the key things that I really love you just shared there was was about your family and you were so keen to not let your health issues affect your meal choices for the rest of your family and it sounds like you've got a, quite a supportive family unit in terms of your husband is cooking for yourself and the children but you still wanted to get foods that were healthy now we're going to get onto that in a minute and we're going to take the listeners over the bridge as to how that will change but before we get there just tell us a little bit more about what your health issues were in terms of some of the challenges so you've talked to us about e-numbers you had a dna test which came back and said this is what you're allergic to you can't eat those foods but a lot of it or a lot of the foods that you were eating at that particular time all contain the foods that you were told not to eat so how did that make you feel when you were dealing with some of those health conditions and tell us what your health conditions were so well I suffer from IBS I've had it for for many many years now be over 20 years I've definitely known that I've had it and I also have PCOS the polycystic ovaries which is a lot to do with the breakdown of sugars as well but really for me it's mainly like the IBS and everything can that has a massive effect on me so if I have and I call them my, my bloated days or like um, a flare-up shall we say mm-hmm. when I get those days I just feel so sluggish, so drained. I feel so full up. I could feel sick. And then not only that, it really sort of demotivates me. My belly would swell up. I mean, I'm quite a slim person, but I could look like I'm six months pregnant sometimes when my belly would flare up. And I could go one way or the other. I could have 
really loose movements or I could get completely congested and not go for a whole week so yeah obviously that has a massive impact on you as well and it can make you feel quite sick and a bit ill so there's all of that and it's just really uncomfortable and I hate feeling like that I'm quite lucky because as I say my husband he is quite supportive of me um, and he knows things that do sort of trigger me now especially since I've had the test so he's wanted to sort of help and support me to do that he hates cooking, but he does it because he knows he has to on the four days when I'm at work. And it's just the thing we agreed. He doesn't enjoy cooking. So if I've got things sort of already there set up for him to know what he can cook or we have like a weekly plan, it helps him out and he's happy enough to do that then. Um, and he also wanted to start eating a bit more healthier because he eats loads of junk food. You wouldn't think it looking at him. Yeah, so that that's mainly sort of it, really. The IBS and how that made me just how I, how I felt when I had a flare up so I've been trying to tackle this for 20 odd years now and it got to a point where I've just thought I've got to do something now you know I've been trying to do it on my own I need a bit of help that takes us nicely into now we're going to go over the bridge and now we're going to get into a little bit more of the juicy details <laughs> as to <laughs> so you've now described some of the things that you would physically experience when you had foods that your body was not was intolerant to and you and it couldn't handle according to the dna testing that you had now do you think again just before we get into the juicy bits a question because i having and this is one of the things that we connected with ourselves so one of having I have not had IBS, but I've had gut issues, uh, suffered from acid reflux. And I think acid reflux is a long term thing. And I think you learn to manage and you learn to do what works for you because there's so many things and so many pieces of advice out there that say, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. And it can get a little bit overwhelming. And I think IBS is something or in my term in my condition, GERD is something that can be managed through our diet. A lot of it is managed through what we eat, how much we eat. And so it's, a, it's you know, there's a community, even if you're listening to this and you are somebody who's suffering with IBS and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so me. How did you get through it? We're going to get, we're going to, we're coming, we're coming, we're coming, we're coming, <laughs> we're coming. We're getting there in a minute. But it's just literally like the emotions that you feel and it's almost like literally you've got an, a washing machine in your head. You, your head is spinning, your emotions are spinning. And one day you're up and one day you're down. And like you said, you didn't have a bowel movement for a whole week because yeah. of, of the foods that triggered you. That's correct, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. And that's um that's when I started doing the low FODMAP diet, to be honest. And then um, I just started having all of those foods. And it was a whole week and I felt so sick, so ill. I was, I did, I looked six months pregnant and I was struggling to get up. I just felt like I wanted to sleep all the time. It, yeah. And I was having massive breakout in spots. I mean, I don't <laughs> normally get them now. I'm like 36. I don't normally have that anymore. But um, yeah, I just had big, massive, obviously, it's just all the toxins trying to come out. Yeah. So that's where you were. That's some of the emotions and some, how were the emotions actually? Because we haven't spoken about the absolutely horrible I was a bit of an emotional wreck to be honest I did have quite a few days quite tearful days if I'm really bloating out you just you just wear stuff that's different to try and cover it up don't you because yeah. the rest of me is fine it was just my belly so now we're going to get into the juicy bit of the, of the podcast so now we've heard all of that now you're at this point now so I'm, I'm just going to talk the listeners through where you're at so you've had all of this emotional turmoil you've had the dna tested now you know what's wrong with you or you've known for years that you've got pcos and you've got ibs for 20 years and you've now you know specifically what things you are intolerant to but you still kind of had them in your diet and now you've got to a point where now you're emotionally a wreck you're busy you're trying to do be healthy you've tried 
tried, you haven't tried, you tried, you haven't tried, but now you're at the point where you just met me. Tell us about that. So yeah, that was coming up and then I saw you flag up on my Instagram page and it had a few questions sort of saying about like a new year, new start, looking for sort of healthier lifestyle. And for me, it wasn't about the counting macros and that, which I often see a lot of nutritionists advertise about. It's more about losing weight, but for me, it wasn't that. And that's what I liked about when I saw your page. It was sort of there for everyone. It wasn't just targeting really for people for weight loss. It was just about a healthier lifestyle and a healthier new you, because I think that came up on your page on your story once so I was like oh okay and I started messaging and asking a few things and then I thought right started from the 1st of January so I thought new year new start I got myself in that mindset to do something about it and thought let's do it (laughs) and I just went for it I just thought right no turning back spoke to my husband he was a little bit well if that's what you want to do just do it so I did and here we are Here we are. So then what would you say are some of the big benefits of the program? And for those who don't know what the program is, those who've never met me before and those who've never listened to my Instagram, um, I will add all my handles and stuff. They're in the show notes below. All right. Yes. So January the 1st is like we will see on social media like a push. You will see it on TV. You will see adverts more than you've ever seen before. You might not have seen them before, but every other picture in your Instagram feed is a diet recommendation especially when it comes to the new year and that's a new year's resolution it's a new year's got new year new me and january the first has come up and you're ready to start this new year and one of the things that i loved about sarah is her brutal honesty (laughs) and i think and i think that's the most important thing when you're entering into a coaching relationship whether who no matter who your coach is it's about that coach encouraging you to be you because if you start to do things based on the coach you know what i need to do this for verona or i need to do this for Sally I need to do this for Jane whoever your coach is if you start to do things for them the what the moment that you are not able to meal prep fully on one day you're then going to feel guilty and you're then going to be like oh my gosh I'm letting so and so down I'm letting Verona down or I'm letting Sally down or I'm letting this person down and actually it's about doing it for you and that's why I love Sarah's honesty but she's like no don't give me none of them calorie counting <laughs> things I don't want to do the macros <laughs> I don't want to do the macros and I loved it because when I first started my coaching I was like yes macros 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 let's talk about macronutrients and macronutrients is basically carbs fats and proteins that's all that it is nutrients that our body needs needs on a daily basis in large quantities that's what it is but the whole flexible dieting approach and I'll do I've done a podcast episode on it the whole flexible dieting approach is not for everybody and I like the fact that Sarah knew what she wanted and so when you're trying to whether you are building healthy nutrition habits it's about what is your goal that's my question I'm always asking my clients what's your why and Sarah was clear about that from the get-go and I was able to work with that and that's what I do anyway I'll ask you what's your goal what's your why what you want to achieve and then build a nutrition plan that's suitable for you and that fits with you there's no point in me giving macros to Sarah and she doesn't like them she's told me clearly I don't want to do that I'm like yes let's go with it (laughs) and so and so now with that now just share a little bit about the program that you actually did with me and some of the big benefits that you found from the program okay well when we first sort of started obviously it was all new to me I wasn't too sure what I wanted um out of like to do in the program to so to speak like what you was going to get me to do I didn't know that I knew what I wanted as you know as I was very clear to you <laughs> about things I, I didn't want and didn't want to do and, and apps I didn't like or anything like that so for us it was obviously us having those little chats and then we'd like meet do our little zoom chats every week and have a little catch up I, I was doing my little food diary wasn't I every week and one of the main things with the food diaries I mean I've, everyone can say oh yeah I do food diaries but 
you have to really break it like down as to how much you were drinking and things like that before I was like oh I've done food diaries from a low FODMAP and everything like that I wasn't really like keeping a tally of how much drink or anything I drank and when when I was working with you I didn't realize how little I actually drank I was quite shocked at how little I drank especially when I was at work and it all sort of links in and I'm thinking oh so that's probably why I kept getting all these headaches I was coming home from work having headaches I just kept thinking it was stress related but I look back now and I think I actually think it was lack of fluids. So that was like one of the main massive things that sort of was highlighted to me really was the drink. I never ate breakfast, as you know, <laughs> you was a bit shocked. Well, I'd have a, I'd have breakfast on the weekend with the kids and I'd have pancakes or something like that. But yeah, throughout the week, I'd never ate breakfast. And my excuse, you used to ask me, didn't you? Say, oh, why do you not? And be like, oh, it's too early. I never want to eat before I go out the door. And I never feel hungry in the morning. It's too much a rush with the kids. When I get into work, I just crack down, get on with my work. And I'm not even thinking about breakfast. But then it would get to about 10, half 10. And then my belly's growling. I'll be wanting to have a snack or something. And then my body's craving stuff like chocolate, which... I shouldn't eat chocolate because it's, it's got stuff in it which doesn't agree with me. I'm wanting to eat that. I'm wanting to eat some of the biscuits and things that are in the office. And then I'm feeling worse because I'm just sitting there pigging out on these snacks, which I don't really need. And it is just because I've skipped breakfast because I have to wait till lunchtime. And we've all got set times at work. So it's not like I can go any earlier. So, <laughs> so yeah, you've just given us some dynamite there. So I'm just going to break it down. So we're going from, we're painting up the picture from before you met me, you were, and I was the same before I started, but before you met me, you, your partner is very supportive. Your husband's very supportive. He's making meals for you. And you were at categorically clear. You don't want no macros, but you do want healthy meals that you can, imp- you can have yourself and all your family can eat the same food. Not have your IBS affecting your nutrition. So you went through all of that stage and then you got to the point where also you didn't have breakfast in the morning. So you're starting to pick at everything and then that also triggers back to your IBS. So it's almost like you're going back and forth. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about what we were working with. How did you go from no breakfast to having breakfast? Because what you mentioned here is the plan. What was what was the plan? Well, um, you sort of made me realise, you said, well, you do have time. When do you get into work? What time do you start work? And I always get, I never get into work bang on time. You know, I'm always in work 10, 15 minutes earlier. So I just started speaking up to the girls at work. I I spoke with you and said, right, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan. I'm going to get into work and I'm going to tell the girls, no, I'm not working yet because I quite often I'd walk in, I'd still have my coat on and I'm being asked questions. And then I started just going in and just saying, I'm just going to go and have my breakfast and have my cup of coffee. I'll start at quarter past. I'll be back at my desk then and I'll deal with it then. And I started doing that. I mean, no questions asked now. They know that's what I'm doing. And if I was to go and sit at my desk, they would put me up on it now. They'd be like, what are you doing? Where's your breakfast? <laughs> so um, that was one of the main things was talking to you and you was just like well you do have time it's just about working it in and we sort of worked with just smoothies because obviously I wasn't used to having any breakfast so I started off the smoothies a couple of days a week um which was great because I was doing them sort of the night before I could do it the night before already put it in the blitzer and it's all there ready and I could just pick it up in the morning and go so there none of that I don't have time in the morning because it's there and it's ready so that was one of the main things I did was the smoothies and then I started mixing in I just bought some a big box of cereal that I kept in my drawer at work. We've always got milk at work. So I thought that's perfect. Cereal and that. And then I started 
getting a bit fancy as I got on and I started having some porridge but it was like little by little every week so it started with the smoothies a couple of days and sort of building that up with me I always been having fruit make sure that I've got my little pots of fruit at work as well which I can just snack on yeah because you did say that you like to eat vegetables and yeah. vegetables anyway so that was that was a bonus that you enjoyed so how did you once you started to go from no breakfast to you doing your smoothies and then we're talking about how you can implement and work through what you already have in your inventory already rather than trying to feel overwhelmed and create all new things so what how did you feel once you started to add in your breakfast well to be honest it was great I mean I had stopped snacking I wasn't craving any of this food like mid-morning so it was great I was actually fine until sort of lunchtime the whole fact of me just not wanting to eat crap shall we say mm-hmm. in mid-morning just made a massive impact really it stopped me having any of my triggers at work feeling uncomfortable at work which was great so and just obviously then I'm then having my lunch and then I sort of sees me through to the end of the day so it was great it was it was just like being a different person (laughs) (laughs) so would you say then you started to notice were you hungry were you full were you how when it comes to that talk, talk to us a little bit about how you felt physically when you were eating this way yeah well first of all I'm, I'm not gonna lie it takes a little bit of getting used to I've been I've gone so many years now without doing that which the smoothie sort of helped and I weren't I weren't drinking a smoothie like all in one go you know like some people would be like glug, 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 all gone like for me it could take me at least half an hour or more to drink a smoothie to begin with it was hard to begin with but then once you get into the natural flow of it it just becomes a habit and you don't actually realize it that you're doing it until you're I'm meeting with you every week and I'm recording everything down and then at the end of the week I go oh my gosh look look how many days I've actually had breakfast and um, look how much more I've been drinking because that was another thing was my drinks at work I never hardly drank I could have maybe two or three drinks a whole day and they wouldn't even be full cups because I'd always leave a bit at the bottom of the cup (laughs) where it's gone cold so from going to that to having more and more drinks every day I mean you sort of suggested to do just give myself a little target of one sort of extra small glass or something a day and that's what I work towards I mean now I have like a bottle at my desk which actually has got like how much you should drink in a day really and it gives you like little target goals so I feel quite like I'm achieving something then because it's got the little time saying this is what you should have drank by now so that's my little my little targets now but oh to begin with I would have cried looking at that bottle thinking there's no way I could drink that in a day (laughs) no way oh man this is this is so amazing to hear and it's like obviously walking through it with you and I'm laughing walking through it with you because one of the things that we spoke about is like and I'm going to ask you this question so Sarah's not averse to me asking questions she's she very she knows a lot that I ask questions and there was one session where we asked about no we'll set we one session where there was one session where they were very question led And the reason why I ask questions is to bring clarity, to help you bring clarity, because the way that I coach is if I tell you all of the answers, you're just going to be dependent on me. And so when the coaching finishes, you're like, okay, well, what what do I do? I haven't necessarily done my job if I teach you like that. So for me, it's about equipping you and asking you, drawing the answers out of you to help you find, okay, right, we've just come up with five solutions here. So for example, I don't have time for breakfast. So literally by having that conversation, asking clarifying questions, what do you do already? And then drawing that out, we're then able to make the plan. And as you've heard, 
went from smoothies because like she said it's she's not gonna lie she's been honest which is the truth and which is why i said you're starting off with something light and then you're having focusing on dinner and again this is this is personalized to sarah so these are just ideas but it's specific to sarah that we worked with that this this, this plan was specific to sarah so when you're starting off small actionable achievable steps i'm saying this all the time on my stories and this is an example a live example of what small actionable steps are so we're starting small and then we're increasing and like you said she, like you heard she went smoothies and then she increased to, to porridge and all of that kind of stuff still had fruit as well did you go on to any other breakfast after smoothies after porridge yeah on the weekends i started having things like i've started having like scrambled egg with grilled tomatoes <laughs> I mean it's crazy and avocado on toast it's just stuff you I would never have dreamed of having before <laughs> right and so would you say that helped you breaking it down in that plan would you say that's helped yeah definitely I mean my my husband he loves it he loves a breakfast now on the weekend <laughs> before he'd be like oh <laughs> skip it now he's like oh 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 that smells good I'll have some of that <laughs> Oh, so with the questions, right, because I said I was going to mention the questions. So there was one session where Sarah was like, um, shouldn't you be telling yep. me this? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I remember that. Oh, so do you now understand the purpose of the oh, questions? Oh, definitely. When it- yeah, I think... Uh- like I think obviously when I when I was having that stage is when I mean I, I was open and honest with you didn't I and I told you that yeah. I did get to a point where I was thinking oh my god like what am I doing can I actually do this and I think it was just a mixture of everything there was stresses at home and at work and everything so I think that didn't help and I did get to the point of thinking should you not be telling me what I'm doing <laughs> and I asked you said should you not be telling me and and then we sort of had a discussion about it and like now I look back and go yes she's absolutely right she's absolutely right because how on earth would I be able to be doing things and thinking oh yeah this in my own head whereas if you're getting someone else to think for you you're never going to be able to think for yourself are you so absolutely and that's what I love about Sarah because she's just honest and I like that because you know you might be listening to this and might be like oh my gosh yeah that works for that works well for you it's all roses and whatever else sunshine and roses but actually she just said to you you know what there was a point in the program I was like can I actually do this and she had that doubting moment and we all have those doubting moments we all have those moments where we question ourselves is this really working sharing that thing and really acknowledging being like you know what is this for me and that is what we do when we have those conversations and just kind of talk about well, what, what are you feeling it's not just all nutrition it's not just all you know it's all about mindset as well at the same time we spoke a little bit about the stresses that were going on and how stress connects to your nutrition yeah. so so just tell us a little bit about that where you noticed the stress was affecting your nutrition well um obviously by keeping the log and things like that there were some days there was one day especially where I started skipping again because I was stressed and obviously when I get stressed, stress affects my IBS and then I'm feeling like I don't want to eat. So I put off eating and then I'm not eating and then I'm snacking again later on because I'm wanting to eat chocolate. For me, stress is also a massive impact, has a massive impact on me, which it does for everyone. But obviously with my IBS in that respect as well, it was making me cut out foods again, which is something that I didn't sort of realise that. And that's why I think, because obviously when you talk to me like weekly and we was talking about things and obviously there was stuff that we was talking about at work and some of the issues there and everything like that. And I was sort of saying how I was feeling and that. And it wasn't until talking to you, I actually realised and thought, yeah, it is. It's having a link. It's linking in with my food. I'm not eating properly. I'm not sleeping again, you know, and it's 
it has a knock-on effect. It's so silly that something so minor, just like skipping a meal, how that can have like a massive knock-on effect you don't realise. I like that. And I, and I talk about that, you know, that transformation that goes on, it's almost like a light bulb goes off in the middle of your head and then there's a switch. So now we're going to transition, share how meal prepping has helped you. So you're at this place now where you said you're doubting, you're fearful, you're worrying, you're being, yeah, you've got anxiety, your stress is through the roof and external stresses also, as you said, are affecting you. But as you know, they're affecting your IBS and the, the stress is not good for your IBS. So you're now at this place where you've noticed you started to regress back into old habits. And this is the point where you could have, like you said, you could have said, you know what, this is not for me. I'm going to stop here. But you didn't. And I like that because you didn't, you knew, again, you've gone back to your why and then we had our session and we just kind of discussed some of the challenges and we worked through whatever those challenges were. So I want to talk about now how meal prepping has actually helped you because I know we've discussed it in our sessions every week. Now you've started, the fact that you've taken this on board and you've run with putting together your own meal plan. How has meal prepping helped you and your family? Well, to be honest, it's, it's been great, really. It's just another way of getting the whole family involved, really. It's not just sort of stuff and helping me. I mean, I, I love being able to plan the food for the week ahead so I know what I'm buying. Basically, I have I have a little sheet now that I have on the board from one of the packs that you've given us. So we have like a meal planner for the week. So with that, I discuss with the kids and my husband. So we all sit and we all work together about what we're going to have for the week ahead. So my, my husband feels comfortable about cooking, but we also ask the kids. I've got a three-year-old and I've got, well, three nearly four-year-old and five-year-old and we ask them I mean the kids they because of their ages they might just say things like pasta sausages pizza chicken or something like that they might not actually say the real food that it is you know they aren't going to say like casserole or anything like that or bolognese but they feel like they're getting involved in the food and they love it they love my husband loves it because he can then we work around what he's happy enough to cook and everything like that so we have it all labeled out for the week ahead I then know what I need to start ordering there's also your recipe packs that you've given us so we look through them see if there's anything that we think is quite nice and tasty there's your the pear and walnut salad which I thought was fantastic which is great for work nice light and easy we've done some of the flapjacks so it's some of the snacks as well so it's really nice to get the kids involved because you know kids they love their little sweet treats so instead of just keep buying all the store-bought stuff which can be full of sugars and everything which again a lot of the stuff doesn't really agree with me so it's just about getting them involved in the kitchen the kids love it the kids love getting messy in the kitchen making flapjacks making brownies they love making pizza. It's one of their favourite things. They love making a homemade pizza with me. Even silly stuff. My son absolutely loves peeling potatoes. <laughs> he loves it. He <laughs> thinks it's fantastic. So, you know, they feel like they're getting involved. He might only peel one potato by the time I've peeled all the rest, but he absolutely loves it. My son was always a fussy eater. Like when I say fussy, it's not even, it's not, that's not even the word for him. <laughs> Every little thing, he would just even look at it and go, I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. I don't want that. He's like a different child now. He eats fish now. He never before ate fish at all. Mind you, none of us ate a lot of fish. So we're all eating so much more fish now. My son eats salmon. I'm like, salmon? Seriously? <laughs> um, we've had curries and things like that and spicy food. He would never have touched that before. But he eats all of that now. I mean, it is like having a different child. It's amazing. Before, I used to like worry about, oh, God, what I'm going to have. Oh, he's not going to eat and... Oh, he's going to be going hungry and everything. So I'd always try to stick to the same sort of foods. But where he's actually helping getting involved in the kitchen and doing, as I say, it could be as simple as cutting some potatoes up. He's just there with me getting involved, thinking he's helping doing the dinner or preparing things for lunch and stuff. He loves it. 
he's, he thinks it's so great. It's easy for my husband. He doesn't, he hates cutting food and things like that. It's all there for him. All he has to worry about is, right, I just need to go and put that all in and start cooking that and it's done. You know, it's it just saves all that time during the stressy periods. Like the weekdays are stressy because by the time you come home, you don't want to be sitting thinking, oh my God, I've got to rush, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. That's when we throw into bad habits of, oh, we'll just throw it in the oven. We'll just get something. Whereas yeah. now, yeah, we might just throw something in the oven, but it's it's because it's a proper cooked meal and it's there and it's ready. And it's just a question of sticking it in the oven or something that's ready to go in the slow cooker, which then goes on before I go to work and ready for when I come home. So that, I mean, you, and if you could see me, you would see all of my teeth like smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you sharing and sharing we did we worked together for eight weeks and so in those eight weeks we did a whole heap of stuff that we worked on and as you've heard you've heard all of the things that has happened so it's not just benefit Sarah but Sarah's family and the children as a busy mom busy professional with children who have two completely different pilots may I add (laughs) members all family members are now eating the same thing so there's no stress when it comes to cooking so you said that your husband is cooking the most he is the one that cooks the most now ladies take note i hope you're listening these are some of the tips that you can use to to cook if he needs to cook so how has meal prep helped your husband in terms of his evenings well yeah as i say so my husband does four days because um they're the four days that i work longer at work so he does four days out of the seven so normally by the time he gets home from work he gets home before me so normally he'd be coming home having to think about what to cook and raiding the freezers and things like that and fridge or having a look and deciding what to cook so the meal prepping everything's on the board it's there and they're normally really easy sort of food to cook it'll be stuff that I've done like batch meals and things like that so for him he's the one that's benefited the most out of like the meal prepping to be honest because by the time he comes home for work I mean he's he's a postman so he he's on his feet all day as you can appreciate so by the time he gets home he never normally has any time to to sit down have a cup of coffee enjoy that before we get home because he's thinking about dinner he's able now to sit down and have like about an hour before he has to start thinking about food so he's more relaxed and he's not so stressed and it's all just sort of all there easier for him and he's not worrying or stressing about what he's got to cook to make all of us sort of happy and it's yeah so it's been great for him really so this is good it shows how he has benefited as well and then it benefits the rest of you guys when you're coming to eat together and as family you've spoken about how it's benefited your children they have two completely different palettes but it brings them together to kind of have the same foods and do activities together as well definitely I mean them having little time in the kitchen together because they're a boy and a girl they don't obviously necessarily like playing with the same toys you know my son's into his superheroes my daughter's into her babies and her Barbies and things. So getting them both involved in the kitchen and doing things is a nice little way. It's nice little activities of getting them to have like little bonding brother and sister time too, which is really sweet. And I've really sort of noticed a difference in them to doing things and sort of sharing and doing things a bit together a bit more, which has been great. I love it. Now we're going to talk about you with self-care. We also talked about this in some of our sessions about self-care. So we've heard about how meal prep has helped the family and it's helped you but there was a particular session that we talked about where you discovered about self-care so just share a little bit about that well I think it's um one of the goals and the the sheets that you've sort of given was about managing sort of some of the time when I was working towards doing the meal prepping but also there was 
me I was sort of writing down like I said about being busy throughout the day so I started recording there was a few days where I was doing like the hourly sheets that you provided and I didn't realize how little I actually sit down and I just remember saying to my husband one day when I was like recording them all going oh my gosh you know like it's lunchtime and this is the only time I'm actually sitting down and it's just because I'm sitting down to sort of eat with the kids obviously I have one of those smart watches and that was coming up and in a day when I'm at home with the kids I could easily do 10,000 steps just being indoors going up and down the stairs and doing things with the kids or going out for a little walk with them for me it was I never really had any time for myself I didn't really realize that and it wasn't until we started recording and doing these sheets I thought oh my gosh like everything's you know revolved around I mean it's probably like most mums out there you know your work revolves around your life especially if you're working so you've got to get the kids up you're getting them ready for school or childminders or nursery or whatever then you're coming home you're thinking that you're also thinking about so you're thinking about your dinners and what you're going to be ordering you're thinking about the clothes for the week you're bathing your kids you're tidying up the house you're cleaning the house you know it, it's it's all of that and you don't actually realize how much of that time it takes out of your time for you and it will become to an evening I'll be like oh I'm too tired now so now I'm trying and it's still a work in progress to try and have a little bit more me time but I think working with you had highlighted that and I wouldn't have even thought about any of that <laughs> by doing this program with you I would never have thought about stuff like that I'd never have thought about the stresses or the self-care or anything and, I'm, and then that's what we talked about a lot in the session literally it was almost like you could see the light bulb moment and as you said it's a work in progress and I like that you have to acknowledge and be realistic but in in, in wrapping up now I've loved having you on this podcast as I said just you thanks know, for having me <laughs> <laughs> absolutely just loved your honesty and all of that great stuff and sharing so the purpose of this podcast was to just really encourage you if you're listening and you're a busy mom you're even if you're running your own business or you're still working a nine to five job and still having to manage your children as much as a blessing they are sometimes they're not always blessings so you're managing sickness you're managing tantrums you're managing new phases picky eaters and you've heard from sarah's journey from where she started to where she is and she's continuing to grow and there will be days where like she said she's not going to lie there were challenges and that's what it is it's about real life and setting real life expectations so take what you can from this episode in terms of what you've heard from Sarah and remembering that everything specifically works to you so I'm going to give the mic over to hand over the mic to Sarah for her to give advice to other future mums that take this program or are considering taking this program what would your advice be to them well I sort of say don't think because like you're a mum and everything that you're not going to have time to do this I'm a I'm a classic working example of this you know I'm, I'm working long hours across four days I've got two children under like five and three so you can do this you've just got to have the right mindset if you're a bit I mean Ari I say you know make sure that you're ready and you're prepared to do it because as I say I did get to a point I mean I was set and I thought yeah I want to come and do this I'm going to do this and there was a point where I thought oh my gosh what am I doing you, if you've got the right mindset and this is what you really want to do go with your gut trust your gut is all I say trust your gut your gut knows best oh all mums we all know what's best so I just say go with it it isn't just about obviously like the eating and the balancing of your lifestyle as I say I mean Verona you've been lovely 
to actually work with you know you don't judge or nothing like that I mean that was one of the main things that I loved about you we could talk I could say anything to you you know you weren't you didn't get your back up of anything you know you listened you sat and you listened you didn't judge me if I had days where I said oh god I had this or I've bit naughty I had that that day and you know you don't judge you're there to purely work with people and that is one of the main things that I absolutely love working with you 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 boost your confidence when I was feeling a bit down thinking oh gosh I don't think I can do this you picked me back up again you put me back on track you know you're not pushy you're just there and you work with individual needs you know because there's certain things I didn't want to do or work with you know there were certain apps I wasn't comfortable with you worked with it you were fantastic you were great you gave me all these different resources to work with you know there were some of your YouTube channels all these sheets that you gave me you even sort of emailed stuff over to me as well I just think everything that you've given has been fantastic and you know you've been so great and I'm so grateful for helping me change my little family <laughs> Woohoo! I love that and, it, and as I say it was a pleasure working with you You're so <laughs> adaptable and I think the thing is it's about knowing what you're ready for so definitely that is, it, you have to know and, and Sarah's addressed it because even in my own life and my own journey I knew I had to lose weight and there were many times I've got to lose weight I've got to lose weight or I need to eat healthy I need to eat healthy I knew it till the cows come home and I could say it to the cows come home but nothing changed until I was ready to change and one of the reasons why I became a coach is because of my own nutrition issues having GERD and acid reflux for over 10 years because listen I like me some carbs okay I like carbs <laughs> I love carbs but carbs don't always love me so and my hips don't lie according to Shakira <laughs> so they tell the truth about carbohydrates does that mean that I'm gonna cut out carbs for the rest of my life I'm not gonna do it I'm absolutely not gonna do it but what I tend to do is readjust and work out what carbohydrates work for me and then change my plan and that's the beauty of nutrition coaching nutrition planning and all of that good stuff some people don't need coaching some people just need this you could take this one episode and write your plan yourself but there are other people that do need coaching so it's literally about working out what what's right for you what you need and asking am I really ready that's all we have time for friends we've come to the end of this extended episode where you have heard Sarah candidly and openly share her story and how she has overcome some of her nutrition challenges when she worked with me on the eight-week nutrition coaching program now I'm going to ask you where are you in your nutrition journey are you flying high and you don't need a coach Or are you that busy professional and mompreneur that you could resonate with what Sarah was saying and you're like, oh my gosh, Sarah, this is so me. And you're like, Verona, I could do with some of this accountability that Sarah had. I want to work with you and I want you to be my coach. Good news is for you, I have opened up some nutrition coaching spots for the month of March and April. So all you need to do is head on over to the website, www.vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash coaching, where you'll be able to choose one of the programs that you and where you are at currently or if you just want to go straight into it you can hit me up in the dms at va nutrition coaching and then what we will do from there we'll just have a conversation to see what some of the things are that you are struggling with when it comes to nutrition now if you're listening to this episode after the 30th of april and you're like oh my gosh verona i wish i'd listened to you then and i wish i'd signed up please don't feel that way please always reach out to me reach out to me in the dms at va nutrition coaching on instagram or you can email me support at va nutrition coaching.co.uk Until next time, friends.
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episodes, friends. I hope you got some value. You've been listening to VA Nutrition Coaching, the podcast. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to hit me up and send me a DM at VA Nutrition Coaching and you can get me there. Don't forget, sign-ups are open. They will close on the 27th of November for Macros 2.0, the eight weeks group nutrition coaching if you are ready to take control of your nutrition. Can't wait to see you in the next one. Thank you.